the Faith by Anna Tejano Epilogue Five months later The cathedral was silent, at least in the way that all churches were pretty much hushed the moment you stepped in. The last afternoon mass had just finished, and there was a 30-minute break until the first evening mass. The sound of human traffic heading out of the church had faded, giving way to the low buzz of whispered prayers of the parishioners kneeling on the pews. It became a little tradition for all three batches of volunteers I handled that we would visit the cathedral for all our city trips. Although some volunteers weren't practicing Catholics, or any religion for that matter, they still joined, if only to light a candle for their wishes. We were at the tail end of our mission, and some of the volunteers from this batch will start heading home by next week. I had three weeks left, but it didn't require much manual labor now that all the houses were done. In fact, we just celebrated the complete turnover of the houses yesterday, a big event that merited the attendance of people from the HQ. We also had media coverage and so much food that it turned into a sort of fiesta. All that's left were administrative jobs, talking to the community heads and local government units, lots of reports, and all the boring but necessary paperwork, which fell under my responsibility. But first, a city trip with my team and Sir Tony. After Mass, they headed to shop for treats to bring home, namely loads of butterscotch. I stayed behind, assuring them that I'd follow, and went back inside the cathedral after they had disappeared around the corner. I headed for the devotion area, in front of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Two candle racks sat below the image. Votive candles of different sizes were lit, their flames dancing merrily with the prayers that they carried. I was delighted to see that my favorite row on the candle rack still had enough room for my own. I slid the money inside the donation box and started lighting my candles. French fries. I felt his arrival before he even spoke, just like how one knows exactly when someone important has arrived. But I didn't turn around. From the corner of my eye, I saw him start lighting his own candles too. Always three candles. One for his family, one for work, and the last one was... for me. Hi, Nico. I glanced at him the lights from the candles illuminating his face as he smiled. Since April was busy nursing her daughter, he had been assigned to fly with Sir Tony to attend the turnover. We fell silent as we offered our own prayers. Part of my moving on list involved changing my mobile number and only sharing it with the people in Manila that I wanted to keep in contact with. My family, April, Sir Tony, Maya, and Rain. I talked to April and Sir Tony for work, and my family for everything else, and eventually, I started talking to Maya and Rain more and more. Not as regularly as when I first went away, but enough to keep each other updated with our lives. Nico hadn't been part of my list too, and I made sure that the people who did know didn't give it to him as well, even if a part of me wanted to. I hadn't trusted myself with any romantic feelings, and I wanted to keep it that way for a while. For the first month, I only heard secondhand updates about him through April. Then he dropped by at the community by surprise, bringing a care package from Mommy. 
I got so flustered that we ended up arguing about it, which eventually led to me giving him permission to contact me if he was acting messenger for my mother. Mommy got an earful from me that night too. I was glad that there was so much work, which kept me from fixating over him, and it helped me keep him at arm's length, even if a part of me really missed him. There were so many times that I didn't answer his calls or messages on purpose. And when he complained about it, I'd use that to pick a fight with him. Atejoy and Mommy bugged me about it. They were smitten with Nico, apparently. But it was Paul who told me that I was being too hard on him, just because I was afraid of getting hurt when he had never hurt me, and that my hot and cold response to Nico was hurting him. When I flew back to Manila for a weekend to attend April's daughter's christening three months after I left for Iloilo, Nico and I had another serious conversation. I apologized and promised to be kinder. It wasn't easy to get rid of my fears, but Nico was patient. And thank God for that. He respected my need for space, but he didn't give up on me either. Once I had stopped being so afraid... My friendship with him grew into something that was just a little bit different from what we had. It was calm, comforting, and warm. Something I wasn't afraid to hold. I closed my prayer with the sign of the cross, then glanced at him. He nodded, and together we headed out of the church, stopping to genuflect while facing the altar, dipping our fingers in the holy water on our way out. The ground outside was still damp from the short rain shower earlier, leaving the air cool and smelling fresh, as if the water had washed out all the dirt in the atmosphere. The rain was part of some cloud formations, according to a report. No weather disturbance in sight just yet. I took a deep breath and turned to Nico, who was watching me. Don't tell April, but I'm really glad you were the one who came with Sir Tony. I wouldn't miss it for the world, he replied, pulling me into a hug. Happy birthday, French fries. I pulled away and swatted at his arm, laughing. What do you mean birthday? That was four days ago. Today is... I know what today is, he interrupted with a grin. So it's also sort of your birthday, because it's been a year since things started for you. Ended, you mean. A year since my breakup, technicalities, Nico said shushing me with a finger on my lips while he shook his head firmly. Don't fight with a history major when it comes to history, he added, pulling his finger away. Not that it would have mattered, because his finger on my lip had effectively shut me up. And you're not broken now anyway, he asked, his dark eyes searching mine. I wanted to smile, but instead I burst into laughter. I heard someone shush me, and Nico snorted, pulling me to the side so we weren't standing by the doorway. My laughter came easier now. People told me that I looked different too, like I was happier. I didn't want to acknowledge it at first, until Maya told me in one of our chats that I should just let myself feel it and not worry about what would happen next. If tomorrow was a sad day, then I'd deal with it. If it was happy, then I'll enjoy it. Just like development work, we never knew what every new day will bring. We just have to keep showing up and put in the hours, and eventually we'll see progress. I realized that Nico was still waiting for an answer. I nodded firmly. 
I've never been better. I pulled my new favorite jacket tighter around me as the wind picked up around us. He smiled. Then his eyes flicked toward my neck, and I watched as his eyes brightened. You're wearing it. He reached out a finger to lightly touch the French fries pendant resting just below my collarbone. I held my breath as he raised his eyes to meet mine again. I'd found the necklace in my bag a few days ago, hidden inside the pocket where I had stashed it on the day he gave it to me. I had realized it was around the same time I started having feelings for him. Feelings that, even after all that had happened, had only grown stronger as time went by. You know what the priest said during today's homily? I asked. Nico shook his head, confusion flashing in his eyes. I knew he had heard mass with his mom and brother in the morning. He said, in Ilongo, of course, that grace is not about forgetting, but knowing you can start anew. I took a deep breath, to gather my courage and slowly reach for his hand. He squeezed it gently as my fingers entwined with his. The feeling of his skin against mine made my heart race. So this is me, starting anew, I said softly. I love you, Nico. Nico stared at me, his eyes wide, and for a moment, I was afraid that I had made a mistake. But then he smiled, his lips curling up slowly, his dimple deepening. Well, I'm glad to hear that, because I still love you, Faith. Nico put his free hand on my waist, my heart thundering joyfully as he pulled me closer to him. Everything faded as his face inched closer to mine, the dark pools of his eyes sparking warmth within me, starting from my chest to the rest of my body. The feeling was familiar, like an old friend, yet new and exciting at the same time. I closed my eyes, and just as his lips touched mine, the church bells tolled. The bells rang to announce the start of the next Mass to the city. But for me, it sounded like the start of something new. The End The Romance Class Podcast is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. If you're into romance fiction, the Frolic Podcast Network includes shows that feature book club-style discussions, author interviews, comedy, critique, and fantastic conversations. We're excited to bring to the network romance by Filipino authors and recommend to you new podcasts and episodes to listen to. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. This episode was sponsored by What Kind of Day by Mina V. Esguera. A senator's speechwriter accidentally joins a tour of his own city and through his passionate tour guide gets to experience a new side of Manila on what should have been the worst day of his career. Available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kobo, Google Books, and other retailers worldwide. Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano. Text copyright Ana Tejano. Narrated by Jade Albert. Produced by Tanya Arpa and Mina V. Esguera. Season 3 of the Romance Class Podcast features an unabridged audio version of a novel by a Filipino author featuring a Filipino narrator. We do this to make the work of Filipino authors more accessible to more readers 
and introduce Filipino voices in more ways than one. Help readers find us by leaving a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any podcatcher of your choice. You can find the links to subscribe on romancepodcast.com. Subscribe, share, live tweet as you listen. Add hashtag romanceclass so we can find your reactions and feedback. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email mina at romancepodcast.com. Find more romance books by Filipino authors on romanceclassbooks.com. <laughs>